Good afternoon to all of our fellow health enthusiasts. My name is Aubrey Mast and I am a professor of nutrition. This is a new podcast developed by my friend and colleague, Dr. Charles Benz, and we call this show Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. We search the internet every day to find the best scientific studies that can be used to improve the health of every interested person. You will not see many of these studies in conventional media because most doctors do not have the time or the interest in finding them. And there are special interests that are also less than enthusiastic about you knowing about the studies. Every week we will explore nutritional science that has the potential to prevent and even reverse 90% of chronic illness. This could save many lives and help to stop the healthcare crisis that will eventually bankrupt our country. This is frequently called functional medicine and has been adopted by thousands of doctors, as well as some medical schools and hospitals, including the Cleveland Clinic. Today's program is entitled The Art of Symptoms Analysis. Hello, Dr. Benz. Hi, Aubrey. Wow, this one seems to be uh, something that's... uh... Coming back, let's just say, because, you know, symptoms used to be what the natural medicine people used for hundreds of years. And because we didn't have any kind of blood tests and genetic tests and all the other, you know, paraphernalia that has been developed. But symptoms analysis is making a comeback. And uh, I first sort of became aware of the ability to do good scientific analysis of symptoms back in the 1990s when metagenics actually had a study that they they did that actually uh, was using symptoms analysis as a way to kind of measure the efficacy of their of their nutritional supplements and so in this study they had they had so many categories. They had the head, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the skin, the heart, the lungs, the digestive tract, the joints, the weight, the energy levels, the mind, the emotions. They had categories of these symptoms and you would tick off different ones and determine whether you had a level one, two, three, or four of that symptom. And then they would actually try to make sure that the people that were going to be in the study had the same level of symptoms so that they could get kind of a response based on whether those symptoms improved or not. And then they would plot the, the improvement after, you know, 10, 10 weeks or, you know, a couple of months. And they would see whether their particular product was working or not based on whether these symptoms were resolved. Well, I, I, I was kind of blown away when I first saw that. And I thought symptoms really can be a powerful tool. And so then I looked into it more and I found that there was actually a book on this subject. And it was called Nutrition Tests for Better Health by Dr. Kaz Ingram. And in this book, she has about a hundred different tests that she uses, and it's all symptoms-based. And so she, she looks at every condition. She looks at every supplement, whether it's iodine or, or any kind of illness. She actually has all the symptoms for it. And then just like the Metagenics one, she has a scale. And she says... Uh, if you have this level of, of symptoms response, then you're at this level of this particular nutrient or this particular uh, illness. And I thought, well, there you go. So now we've got a, a book that, that, that has a lot of scientific references to support it. And we have Metagenics, 
one of the most scientific nutritional supplement companies in the world with 122 uh, uh, doctors and PhDs that all they do is these kinds of tests to see whether their products are good or not. So this whole symptoms analysis thing has just kind of got me more interested in it as a tool because it's so hard to interpret some of the other things. Either your symptoms go away or they don't. <laughs> and so I'm just wondering what, what your experience with symptoms is and, and whether you have used them uh, as extensively as you could have or uh, others have. Yeah, I teach um, my students and my clients that symptoms are our body's way of trying to communicate with us when something is out of balance. And so I've personally uh, subscribed to that for, I don't know, 15, 20 years at this point in time. And I also teach that really extensively. Like, so when you eat something and you have that rock in your stomach type of feeling or you get really bloated or you get really gassy, um, that all of that is giving you information about whatever you're trying to digest. And, you know, for most of my clients, I work around digestion issues. And so I think that looking at our symptomology can be a really great way of returning to self-awareness. And I think that's part of where functional medicine be, is so prolific at empowering patients is that you get to take ownership over your own body and be supported in that patient-centered uh, protocol where you look at your own symptoms and you're like, oh, that's interesting. That symptom comes up after I've eaten this or when I've had this type of argument or when I haven't slept enough. It starts to give you a way to come back into your body and really sharpen your own intuition with what is your body telling you. I, I really love that we're having this conversation because I think this is one of the biggest skill sets every individual needs to further explore. And it's so personal. I mean, mm-hmm. you're feeling it, and 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 and, and so you know that uh, that there's something going on that's not supposed to go on. But in conventional medicine, what do you do? You go to the pharmacy, you get an over-the-counter uh, non-prescription drug to suppress the symptoms. Well, that's that's and 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 then if it gets worse, then you go to get a prescription medication that suppresses the symptoms. But that's not treating the symptom. That's not getting your body to resolve, find out what's the cause of it, what's the root cause of it, and then how to resolve it. And so if I'm doing a workshop, for instance, I'll say to people, how many people have leg cramps? (laughs) And I get like five or six people, maybe more sometimes, that'll raise their hand. And I go, well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for you, but that's a sure sign that you have a magnesium and or a potassium deficiency. And you know, of course, that uh, magnesium shortages, deficiencies can cause a heart attack. And people look at me like, what? <laughs> and so I say, yes, many heart attacks are just magnesium deficiency heart attacks. And what we know is that when there's deficiency of magnesium in the body from not eating enough sort of deep deep green foods, then in the extremities, the arms and the legs, that's where the magnesium deficiency shows up first. But if you have those symptoms and you don't address them, if you just suppress the symptoms and you don't really treat it with, with more magnesium, then you can end up being one of these magnesium heart attack victims 
And the, co the cool thing, if there is a cool thing to say about this, is that when the ambulances go to pick up the heart attack victim, what do you think they put in there, in their bodies, in the IV, in the IV treatments they get? Magnesium. So to me, this is like, this is scandalous because if the, if the uh, ambulance drivers know about it, why don't the doctors know about it? So is there any kind of other kind of outrageous deficiency that, that you can sort of buddy up on this one about magnesium? Because I would say dehydration is more like it's not a deficiency, but when I say to them, well, when was the last time you drank water? They look at me like, what does that have to do with the taking Tylenol? And we've gotten so seasoned with covering up our symptoms rather than saying, oh my gosh, my symptoms are rising because it's trying to get me to pay attention, right? And so like the headaches, nine times out of 10 can be resolved by balancing your electrolytes. So drinking some coconut water or actually just having a couple of glasses of water because we're in a state of chronic dehydration, which will throw off a whole cascade of events with mineral deficiencies that we have underlying from our diets that we're choosing. And it's, it, it's one of the main things that causes a stroke is, is a lack of hydration. And I was listening to a program by Dr. Carolyn Dean, and she's the one that wrote The Magnesium Miracle. And uh, she said something interesting that again, I, you know, I kind of knew, but didn't sort of pay attention to it the way that I should. But she says, when you're having your water, add a little sea salt to it. I don't, 65 to 70% of people have an iodine deficiency. <laughs> and so if you would add a good sea salt to your water every once in a while, you would be helping the whole metabolic process. And so to me, it's like, okay, that's one example. But the other tool that I use continuously is one that comes out of a book, The Optimum Nutritional Bible by Patrick Holford. And he's, a, he's an English uh, nutritionist. And what he did is he took about 17 or 18 of the key nutrients, the uh, vitamins and minerals, and he created kind of a mini version of the, of the book by uh, Cass Ingram. And so in his little uh, uh, analysis, he has about eight, eight or nine symptoms in each one. And some of them he gives two points to, and some of them he gives one point to because some symptoms are more significant than others. And so if you're looking at, uh, let's say vitamin D, of course, you're gonna to want to look at arthritis or osteoporosis and joint pain and stiffness and muscle twitching. These are all four points or th two points each. But the backache and the tooth decay and the hair loss and the, and the weak bones, those all get one point. So this is kind of a, weight, a weighted version of the, of, of the analysis. And I like what he did. And I'm gonna now be extending that to iodine and, and a lot of other of these nutrients so that I'm gonna have about 25 of them in the analysis. And zinc, for example, gets two points for everything that's a zinc deficiency. So uh, decline in the sense of taste or smell. Uh, again, going back to COVID, you know, and the fact that zinc is a good treatment for 
COVID because it helps this sense of taste and smell thing because you're de probably deficient in zinc. It probably very little to do with COVID. And so uh, white marks on your cells, uh, that's a sign of a zinc deficiency. Frequent infections and, and stretch marks and acne or greasy skin. These all get two points on this, on this scale. So I think it's really crucial. Practitioners do it, uh, do this more readily and that people pay attention to it. What are some of the tips that you would, you would have for people who are experiencing certain symptoms that you, you, you've taught about? I think first of all is to get curious, right? To give yourself the permission to sit in the discomfort for a little bit, which can be hard when we're finding a headache or we're having stomach pain or whatever it may be, um, to really just get curious about, well, what is the actual location of the symptom? Does it come around? Do I start noticing it in certain times after certain meals or after certain circumstances? Uh, for my clients, I usually have them keep a food diary and it's not just to track what they're eating. It's also to track the emotional um, and the psychosomatic reactions that are happening to the foods that they're consuming. And so when you see that diary of your symptoms, all of a sudden you can start piecing together, oh, you know what? The night before I didn't sleep very well, huh? Oh, actually the day before that I was sitting in the sauna and then I went in the hot tub and I was breathing in chlorine, right? Where you can start to see there might be a map of what is going on that is beyond the symptoms or that's contributing to the symptoms. All right, that's that's fantastic because uh, that that kind of goes with uh, the, the the next thing that I was going to report on, and that is some of the B vitamins that are really crucial. And C, I mean C is another one where if you have frequent colds or frequent infections, those are worth two points on the Holford scale. <laughs> and and other things like lack of energy or bleeding behind the guns gums or you, or easy bruising or nosebleeds, those are kind of one point each. And so uh, niacin is, is, is another one that's very, very strongly connected to uh, insomnia, which you just spoke about, and headaches and migraines and poor memory and depression. I mean, there were doctors back in the 60s and 70s that were treating schizophrenia with just vitamin B, vitamin B3. And so this, this was a very powerful tool. And so a lot of these deficiencies are really the cause of a lot of the chronic illnesses that, that people are experiencing. And, and, and we know that in, in the case of COVID, that uh, one of the main problems is that 90% of people in a study from Stanford University had weak immune systems because they didn't have enough nutrients in their body and a lot of the nutrients they didn't have, they didn't know about because the doctors weren't testing them on these nutrients and they weren't using symptomology as a way to verify that some of these things were actually a cause and effect relationship. And so, you know, vitamin D3, so many people have a deficiency of vitamin D3 and those are the people that have the highest uh, levels of susceptibility to COVID. And, and, and now we have studies emerging showing that the people who have the highest levels of vitamin D3, like 60 to 90 nanograms per milliliter, they have immune systems that resist most of these viruses. 
And so this is just something that we're going to have to start to pay a lot more attention to. And, and I'm doing it now with the long haul, uh, long hauler patients that I'm helping. Uh, I'm helping them and their doctors because, again, the doctors really don't know enough about these things. And so uh, I'm actually sending this evaluation of people's symptoms to them and the doctors so that they can fill it out and find out, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that because a lot of the blood tests aren't very good. And so, you know, magnesium as an example, they use the sort of total magnesium evaluation, but that's not the best magnesium test. RBC magnesium, which is the magnesium that's in your red blood cells, those are actually more accurate in terms of measuring your magnesium deficiency. And so this is the test that Dr. Carolyn Dean recommends to everybody and has recommended for 20 years in her book, The Miracle of Magnesium. So we need to know from our blood tests and from our symptoms analysis that there's a convergence of this information from the blood and from what people are feeling because sometimes they match up and sometimes they don't. But most of the time they, they will match up in terms of the symptoms and the blood tests. This is an area where there's a lot more research to be done. And uh, I don't know, I think you and I should probably look into this because uh, we're, we're now getting too many people enamored with the treatment of symptoms uh, through, through the suppression of them. And that's not giving your body the evidence that it needs. Um, I had one of the COVID patients who said he had a long-standing problem with, uh, with his stomach and that he couldn't eat certain foods. And I said, well, um, have you had the measure measurement of your body in terms of levels of zinc? He said, no, I never, I never knew that was uh, a test, you know. And I said, well, you want to know what your zinc and copper relationship is because sometimes people take a zinc tablet, but they don't know that if they, if they don't add copper to it, they're going to end up with an iron deficiency and a lot of other ferritin problems because the body likes to have copper and, and, and zinc together. So I said to him, you know, there's a product called Nature's Lining, and it's actually a special form of zinc that actually we rebuild the whole stomach lining in about 30 days. He had no idea, his doctor had no idea that that was possible. And yet this company has been rebuilding people's stomach lining for 20, 25 years with this, with this one product. Because zinc has, zinc is the major component of the stomach lining. <laughs> and if you don't have enough of it, then your stomach is not going to be able to produce the acid and the enzymes and other things that it needs to produce to get that digestive process kind of started. And so that's another example of something where people have these problems, but they don't know how to find out what the solutions are. So I agree with you 100%. I, I think people have to take more responsibility. How do you get people to do more in their, in their kind of self-analysis? What, what do you do to inspire them or guide mm. them in that area? I think the inspiration comes from when you reconnect to that you play a role in your own health and your own well-being, that it's not something that's happening to you, it's happening with you. And so I think that can be a source of a personal inspiration when you start realizing that, oh, if I tinker with my diet in this way, 
huh, I can notice that I'm sleeping better or my stress levels are better or I'm digesting food better. Um, I think personal intrinsic motivation is really important and that's part of the reason why you have a coach with you so that you have accountability but you also have somebody that's able to mirror um, the successes that you're having when you're experiencing them. Yeah, you may mentioned sleep before and, and I, I mentioned some of these brain things. You know, one of the first things that we did uh, mention uh, in your absence, I did a program on hormones and neurotransmitters and I mentioned what the formula was for making neurotransmitters and making hormones. And it's basically taking amino acids and then adding methylators. And the methylators are the B6, the B12, and the enzymes and the folate. And those four things break down those amino acids to make the neurotransmitters that our brain needs. So the first thing that I do, if somebody says they're having sleep problems, is I say, oh, well, let's find out what your levels of your amino acids are and your B6 and your B12 and your folate. And then I give them the symptoms analysis to see whether it matches up or not. And sure enough, 99% of the time, yes, I'm having these sleep problems. Yes, I'm having this depression problem. Yes, I'm having this hormone problem. And so people are deficient in these things, but they're not getting the right blood tests and they're not really keying in to what the root cause of these problems are. And so I think that's really what we need to do is get more of these protocols based on symptoms and really use them to a, to a higher level of efficacy and benefit. Um, we've given some examples today, but I think there's more to be had in this area. So we'll probably come back to it at another time in the future. Uh, but I think for today, uh, we gave them as much as we, we can. Uh, so before you head to the pharmacy for the over-the-counter stuff or the prescription stuff, do a little research and go to some of the better sites out there. What are some of the better sites that you would recommend people go to to, to try to find out more about how to do this self-assessment, this self-evaluation? Uh, self do you have some favorites? No, that's a great question. And I just completely have a blank. I'm like, I don't even know where I would begin. I would have to do a lot of searching on that one. I had, uh, yeah, you caught me stumped. <laughs> Well, I know that a lot of the places that I go to, Life Extension has a lot of great uh, of the, these kinds of, of, of information on it. And I know Metagenics does too. And, and so I would just say, um, put in the right keywords. Because if you put in uh, the right symptoms and you say natural resolve or how to naturally resolve the symptom, you're going to find some good solutions. And so I, I think that's really the, the key is to do the right word search on the internet to find out who's doing the best analysis and the best research. So I look to Metagenics, I look to companies like Source Naturals, I look to companies like Life Extension. And these are the companies that are doing the most research in this area and coming up with the best products. And so I would say there are some of the companies that you could research their, uh, their products and their research that uh, they have online. And so people just need to do more independent research, uh, I, I think. So that's, that's it for today. I'm going to now take a few minutes and say thanks to our sponsors. Um, I especially want to thank uh, the Southern Trust Financial Planning Company. Um, they do more than just financial planning. They really help with the physical health planning side of things. 
And so their customers get at least one webinar a day from us uh, to help them to resolve uh, some of their health issues so that they can enjoy whatever money they're able to earn and uh, through their uh, work and, and business endeavors. And so Southern Trust Financial Planning, uh, that's a good company and, and uh, you can get advice from them online. And uh, I, I think it's worth considering for those who have some assets that they would like to invest. And uh, another company is DHA Labs. DHA Labs has been doing brain testing since about the 1960s, 1970s. I mean, they were really involved in some of that early research that I mentioned before about schizophrenia. And I think one of the guys that's still around, Dr. Walsh is still around. I mean, God, he's probably in his 80s or 90s. And he's still doing work on uh, Lewy body, uh, dementia, and a lot of other things. So... DHA Labs, uh, I have a lot of their uh, blood panels that I've developed with them on wellness and immune function and cancer, and I've got a new one coming out on the brain, and I really think DHA Labs is a good company, not only for individuals, but for organizations and employers as well. And Paddock Pools, Paddock Pools is a healthy a healthy uh, pool development company because they have a thing called a vacuum extractor that takes the chlorine gas off the surface of the water and allows people to really breathe ox highly oxygenated water. In fact, they get about 95% of that chlorine gas out of there so that people have, have a more enjoyable exercise experience. And if, if you don't have a pool that has these vacuum extractors in it, then you're gonna probably absorb more of this gas, which is gonna diminish the amount of zinc in your body, which in turn is gonna limit the amount or create a deficiency in vitamin D3, which is valuable for, for preventing cancer. And uh, MPB Health is a medical cost-sharing company, and through their wellness programs and their reduction of administrative expenses and their negotiations with hospitals and with doctors, they're able to reduce the overall healthcare uh, premiums for people by about 30 to 50 percent. And so wellness does pay off. And so if you're a small employer or independently uh, a business person, then using MPB Health may be the solution to high health insurance bills for you. So MPB Health, Matt Paddock Pools, DHA Labs, and Southern Trust Financial Planning, they're our sponsors. We thank them a lot. And we thank all our listeners for joining us today and each and every Wednesday. And we have about, oh, 25 or 30 programs available now. So go there and, and, and review the website and see the things that are there for your benefit. And thanks again, Aubrey, for your help today. I really appreciate everything you do. All right. Bye now.